when you can find people that are willing to do it because they love it and then they do it, they do whatever it takes to get the job done, I think are really um, good signs as to the, the value that they're going to have for you. This is The Playbook, where I give you access each week to the world's greatest athletes and executives about their personal and professional playbook and what has made them champions on and off the field. This is The Playbook. I have the very first two-time guest, over 400 episodes, and it has to be my favorite, Danica Patrick, who is the perfect blend, and now she has the perfect blend. That's Danica Rosé. Welcome back to The Playbook. I've never said that before. Thanks for coming on, Danica. Yeah, thank you. So the, the blend I want to talk about first, Danica, is one that you and I kind of share, is this blend of intensity and allowance. And it's a new type of lifestyle for me to be super intense to get out of my own way or super intense to clear the connection to this great source of light, love, and, and lessons that I feel. What have been some of the lessons that you've learned in order to make this transition in blending? You know, you're one of the most intense athletes that I've ever met into now this peaceful, you know, I call you like me, you're a ferocious Buddha. Uh, and how have you been able? How have you been able to blend that ferociousness with the the Buddha sense of neutrality and peace? Oh gosh, um, you know, being able to have an acceptance that everything is kind of happening for you, not to you, and being able to be more of the observer of your life instead of the critic and the judge and the victim is kind of saying, how did I bring this on? Or what can I learn from this? Or looking at the good moments as being, wow, I'm, I'm so grateful that, um, you know, the hard work is paying off and how can I help people as well? And how can I use my platform for good and so having, as you well know, having like that deeper, deeper layer of purpose in a company as opposed to just make money. It's like, no, is it to help people? Is it to um, express your creativity? Uh, what is it? And so having that deeper layer of a purpose for a, for, a, for a company or a business or a project, as well as then being able to observe all of the highs and lows of it all to um, understand that it's trying to teach me something. It's giving me something back for the hard work and that, um, that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So Danica, a lot of people don't know that in the racing, in the sport of racing, how important your team is. And I know in the entrepreneurial world, it's quite obvious that you have to surround yourself with the right people and the right ideas. What are some of the people that you look for to surround yourself with and more importantly either values or ideas that are so important to you that you want to have on your team i think you need to find people that are passionate and also people that i think somebody that also doesn't look at a job as a nine to five is also a really good value in someone someone that doesn't not respond just because it's nighttime or someone that doesn't res doesn't respond just because it's a weekend but when you can find people uh that are willing to do it because they love it and then they do it they do whatever it takes to get the job done i think are really um good signs as to the quality and the um 
you know, just the, the value that they're going to have for you. Um, and then beyond that, it's just a connection, right? You just meet someone and you click and you have good conversation and it's easy. And, um, you know, you just like them. I think you, I think when you, you know, you meet somebody that you work with, you just first off have to like them and then see how they operate in the early stages of establishing some kind of relationship. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I think then you're on track. And then at the end of the day, Sometimes somebody, sometimes things start with somebody and, you know, with all best intentions and vetting out someone as best as you possibly can. And it just doesn't work. And that's just business. Yeah. And have you had to separate yourself from or fire anyone within either the racing team or your team now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what, what's, you know, I think for me, that was always the most difficult thing. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> but I, I, I fire friends. What's that? I said, I actually fire friends now, which is really hard. I, I literally, and I get a lot of shit for it from people because like, what do you mean you fire friends? I'm like, if somebody bleeds me, I literally, I have to have people around me that feed me and I can literally, they will bring me down and maybe it's scars from my past, but I've learned, I'm better off telling someone, this is about me. I know this is all about me. This isn't about you, but I can't be around you anymore. I don't this like, like how you break up with somebody. This isn't you. This is yeah. me. <laughs> but at the end of the day, sometimes it is. Yeah. Uh, the first people I had to fire were my parents. Oh, so. wow. I met your mom. She seems like she's okay with it. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. But there was a wave of rough pattern. And so I would say, in fact, my advice would always be to people, if you can avoid working with your family, it's best. I, but sometimes I, there's no other way. Again, kind of like an early stage relationship with someone that you hire, you think it's all going to be great. And so with, from in my specific situation, which I think is a lot of times a situation for, um, for young people, especially probably in more of the athlete category or like that kind of world where there's a no natural break in the relationship. And there's also an understanding for the job that's being done because obviously they did it with you since you were a kid. But um, if you cannot work with family, it's best. But, um, but it really, in, especially in the world of sports, I think sometimes it can be hard because who do you trust? Right, that's a, that's a do, big where part. Where go? And so, you know, having those, and this is probably leads to the next really most important element, I think with, anyone that you work with uh, is this immediate level of honesty and transparency so that there's no standard set where we don't have conflict. Um, you really, you, you start off, you don't have to start off there, but you, you know, if there's something that bothers you from the very, very beginning, you mention it, right? Um, or they, and then you give them the comfort to mention it to you. Um, I just had like a little situation happen with my near and dear ride or die Haley. And she, you know, this is our level of transparency. And I even thought to myself, do I really need to ask for this? But she had an out of office on her, uh, on a reply for an email. And, you know, it goes for like 10 days because we're about to the weekend and then we're taking a trip together. And then there's another weekend right after. And I get it, but it just somehow rubs me the wrong way. And so I asked her if she would take it off. Yeah. Like, and she's been with me for way over a decade. Like, and so, you know, having that transparency and trust means that, you know, that someone's not going to fire you because of one little thing. Cause if you wait too long to critique or say something, I think that can lead to, uh, 
get to a place where it's kind of like if you don't remember someone's name and you forget to ask too early in the, in the beginning of knowing them. And then all of a sudden, like way down the line, you're like, I can't ask now. Yeah. Like and you that. Know, you just you know need the, to say stuff right off the bat. You know, those guys in our industry too, because I've been called coach more times. Like I know those guys that literally, especially when I ran like Lee Steinberg or I was Warren Moon's partner and everybody knows Lee or Warren. So I was kind of like their guy. So they never would listen to my name. So I would be like, Hey coach, you know, and you're like, come on, dude, I've known you for 11 years and you haven't even learned. And I, it's not like I have a weird name, right? Dave is probably no. the oldest, most biblical name there is. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it does get difficult also patience wise. And I think your, your, your ride or die Haley story is very indicative of people like you and I, that we want it fast and hard. And now, and we're willing, you're here the day before a holiday doing this, you know, promoting your great wine and, a lot of people want, right? They would think they were above that. And especially if there was technical difficulties and you had to call back in, you would definitely like, get out of here. Um, Friday, how, how, o'clock, and we're trying to get into the 4th of July week or the holiday weekend, you know? Well, hopefully you had a couple glasses of wine already. The interview will be better. But how do we calm ourselves down on the patient side of not expecting others, treating others better than we treat ourselves? Because I find I get in trouble with my employees because I'm seven days a week. Right. I, I don't believe in work. I believe in activity. I get paid for it. I love what I do. And, you know, I just had to let a, a young lady go because she wasn't available. You know, had to leave it for her. She has another job and weekends were off limits, but she was a PR person. I'm like, you're setting up speeches on the weekend for me. I need, I need you. And she was young and she didn't get it. She's like, well, you know, that's a lot of hours. <laughs> and I, Someone who doesn't have a clock for their job and, it's just the job is whatever it takes to get it done is so important. What are your, I mean, when you look at someone, what, when you're trying to find people to work with for projects or hiring for something, what do you look for? So the, fir the first thing is gratitude because gratitude gives, if they're looking for the good stuff, the light, the love and the lessons and things, I know I have somebody I can really work with. And then I, I look for forgiving people. So I'll ask them, you know, what's the worst thing someone's done to you? And then ask them, if they forgave them or why. And then I also even more is accountability. I'm sure you'll get this, you know, being in your position. What drives me nuts is people that go to blame, shame and justification. And so I'll ask in an interview, I'll say, tell me the worst thing that's happened to you and who's accountable for it. And they'll, if they go on and on and on about how this person screwed them over, I, they're out. If they're kind of blending it that, well, I made some mistakes and they made, I'm, I'm fine with that. But if someone says, you know, hey, I asked myself, what did I do to attract this to myself? And what am I supposed to learn from it? I'll literally hire them on the spot. So, uh, and then the last one is that must be what I can be. I try to see in sports or their previous curriculars or their, you know, they're just some people that must be what they can be. So it's not even an ask that they would be available. You know, it's the ride or die Haley's of the world who I know, or even Kathy or PR, they're the people that you get emails at three in the morning and it's like, okay, we're on the same boat. And so those are the four things, gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and that yeah. must be what we can be attitude. And it's harder and harder to find uh, in younger people today, all four of those things, but they're out there. Do you think it's always, you think it's always, do you think it's always been hard to find or do you think it's harder now? 
I think it's always been hard. I, the thing that makes it a little bit harder now is we went for, for 13 years of really good economic growth. So we've spoiled, it's not about entitlement in the helicopter. I don't buy into any of that, man. There's some really hard hitting kids out there, but no matter what, everyone's had that leverage. These young people, 35 and under, I'll just get another job. And now they're in a whole new boat, right? It's like, you are grateful for any job that you can get. Things changed in a day for you. Yeah. And we went from, you know, the best employment numbers ever into depression, like employment numbers. And I think that'll change a lot of people's perspectives really quickly. Someone that knows how to ride a storm out. Someone that knows, someone has like, like we've talked about many times, someone that has that deeper meaning to why they are somewhere instead of just the money or, you know, something of prestige or attention or something like that. When they have like a deeper wholesome meaning to why they're doing a job, I think that's really important. That kind of feeds into this idea that you ride out a storm, right? Because then you know why you're still there. But if you only are there for money and you think something's going wrong, then you'd be like, bye. But when you're there because you believe in a product or you believe in um, this person's goal and their values, then you stay and you ride it out. And now you become a team. Now you come out the other side, like, look what we just did. We got through that. We can get through anything. And, um, but unless they're invested like that, then they don't know how to ride the storm out. Yeah, I think that's, you're right, in Indiana right now, that's a Bobby Knight lesson, right? When they asked him about when he got to championships, he would say, no, it's about how we got here, that whole meaning and purpose behind it. What What do you see for you is the meaning of Danica Rose Wine, for example? You know, what meaning and purpose have you given behind the company and your venture, your venture now into this, you know, pretty crowded space, uh, but yet yeah. very lucrative? Yeah, um, I still I think we've uh, got a leg up on a beautiful bottle. I think that'll help and an incredible flavor. But yes, let me get to the um, Good quality beats all. <laughs> it's I mean, it's a great product and it always has to be that I remember um, when I interviewed Don, John Paul DeJoria from Paul Mitchell and Patron and other companies. And he said, you, you need to be in the reordering business. That is the only business you should try and be in, be involved in is the reordering business. And I was like, wow, that's Great advice. Um, so the product, of course, has... I got to interrupt you because John Paul told me in the same sentence, I said, so reordering, I said, what's the key to that? He said, owning the customer. He said, if you own the customer, they'll reorder. And uh, it's a really wise guy, as you know. But anyway, go ahead. You were saying. <laughs> a, a incredible guy. I loved him. He was, you know, obviously, I was so grateful for you doing the interview, too. And you guys are like the top level, like ones that when I'm in the conversation with you guys, I'm enthralled, like time is gone. Yeah. Um, so uh, but but the reordering business. So the, the product has to stand for itself. But then, of course, you you know, the, the core of it, which I have to backtrack to why I started Somnium, which is my wine project that's been going on for 11 years. And um, so I bought a property in Napa. Uh, back in 2009 and um, and planted the vineyard and finally made some wine that was finally for sale in 2017. So from 2009 to 2017, it was just, <laughs> um, but it's a, it's my baby. I mean, it started from absolutely nothing. It literally started from a dream. I was like, or an, or a, an idea, a, a, a dream scenario where I was, you know, looking down, looking down the valley, standing, swirling a glass of white wine at Quintessa. And um, 
it was like 10 in the morning <laughs> and I thought the fog was pulling back down into San Francisco and I'm cause I'm looking, looking South and I'm like, man, I want to have something like this someday. And then I thought, I don't have $50 million yet. I mean, I literally thought yet in my head. And then I realized that you didn't need to buy something that was already established and you could buy the land and then you could farm it and then, you know, you could custom crush it. And so that's my process right now. Um, but it was always, to the, the, the real reason, because if it was about making money, I'd have been gone a long time ago because I've spent so much money. <laughs> it was because I believed in this lifestyle, this, um, this vibe, this energy, this, this energy of um, creating something, it being valuable and rare. You're never gonna make that vintage again. It's the effort that goes into each vintage. And then of course, at the, at the root of all of it, which is where it gets into all the people, including myself, is sitting there and enjoying that bottle of wine with you know friends family, loved ones, at a party, whatever it may be. And, you know, taking your device and getting rid of it and enjoying that, that company, that, that camaraderie, that those stories in a, in the old school way that we used to, where we actually talk to each other and we know how to communicate, but it's, it's those moments. It's like, I want the wine to facilitate those memories, those moments and memories that happen when you connect. And so for me, the wine is about, cause I'm, all of my brands always have this, um, core of, of wellness, like mental, physical wellness. So whether it's working out or food or wine. So for me, the wine has a lot to do with um, mental wellness. You know, it's about connecting. And, um, you know, I think that they talk about the blue zones, even of the world being about people gathering together and having community. So it's about it's about generating that connection of community around you through it. So, um, so that to me is the core purpose of all the wine like it for myself too i mean last night i'm sitting there and i'm making i'm being arts and craftsy and so i said to mom i was like i'd want to have some wine tonight do you want to have some so we sat there and we just kind of you know crafted a little bit together and hung out and drank some wine it's like for me that was just and then the conversation flows a little extra and right. goes away yeah it's wonderful last thing you know i always talk about finding the light, the love, and the lessons in everything. And I love, it, we've been enthralled. I remember on the set, we did our first interview and we we're both, everyone's trying to kick us off to get started filming again. And we we're both like, shut up. We're, we're on a, we're on a root move here. Um, but this is the last, I, I look for light, love, and lessons in people as well. And I would love to tell me if I have this right about you, obviously very positive. You know, you have this unbelievable, powerful source within you. But the lesson that I keep hearing from the time you were a little girl to that story about I'm standing at Quintessa going, hmm, you know, I, I could do this, is that, and I try to teach people this, you cannot, and Danica Patrick cannot, out-ask the universe. Like, you're such a good asker. You, you just, you think so big that there's nothing, you know, whether, and I hope people realize, you know, you're some race car driver, and you're sitting at Quintessa, most people, and there's millions that go through there and they love their wine, one of my favorites, but I didn't sit and I asked Big D Universe, but I didn't sit there going, yeah, this is all me someday. And you manifested it. And it's so amazing. What does that mean to you? You can't out-ask the universe. Hmm. Well, 
I think it's, I when I hear that, I think that's, I think there needs to be a lesson in school about that. Like, this is not something that we're taught. We're taught limits and boundaries. We're taught fitting into boxes. And, you know, it's not productive for our potential as human beings. Um, so, you know, for me, I would, I, 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 I get excited and sad that that's such a foreign concept to people. Um, so I will say, because I think people can understand that concept a little bit better now, but here's the, here's the real magic in feeling like I want to have something like this someday is you need to really run down that pier. You need to visualize it. You need to want it. You need to love it. You need to see it, feel it, taste it. But the, it's the most important thing is that you feel like it's possible, right? Like you feel it, right? Because there's a lot of things you can say, be like, I want this. And you're like, that's not going to happen, right? Like I think I want to dunk a basketball. And I'm like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but... <laughs> and maybe that can't or maybe it can you know what i mean i i really think all i really do believe that the universe can deliver you anything that you really really want but you know we've been programmed on so many levels in so many ways to have boundaries and limits to what's possible and so um maybe i can dunk a basketball if i believed it but i but i don't believe it Right. It's that, so, I tell people, can you say, after you say one of those dreams or make your big ass, can you say with full sincerity, it's done, it's done, it's done. Right. So like in my mind, when I'm like, I can dunk a basketball, I can't really get to that point. But <laughs> I said I can a billion people to be happy. I can say it's done. It's, I know exactly how to do that. And I know how to make tons of money. And, you know, I know that we haven't even seen your potential yet i can't wait to get my first case of danica rose by the way i know i've ordered it they said it's coming uh, so <laughs> your address <laughs> but yeah that's the magic that's the magic is like really feeling like whether it's a job or a person or um whatever it is like you have to feel like you can not only see it and visualize it but like you deserve it and you can and so that like heart brain coherence of like, I think it, I feel it is the magic. It's not just thinking it, it's thinking it and feeling it. And then in between for me is where I really visualize it. And then once you start visualizing it, then like what would be called dream into it, then all of a sudden you get excited about it. And when you start to get excited about something, you start to really want it. And then you start to feel the tangible quality of it. And then you can start to feel it. Yeah, and then it happens in a completely different way than you think it will, of right? Of course. <laughs> and it, and it, here's the thing, though. Here's the really crazy thing about the way that the universe works and delivers things to you is that it can be extremely fast, like yeah. extremely fast. And it can also take decades. Yeah, I'm always prepared for the touch of favor. So I want rapid, accurate manifestation. And I've manifested you somehow in my life and you're a great blessing before the holiday. I know Danica Rose is going to be super successful. Anything I can do as well, please everyone give it a try. You will not be disappointed just like you never are with Danica Patrick.